Hello everyone, it's Curtis Reitzel and Matt Reitzel with the Wealth Building with a Purpose show. The place where we talk about everything real estate with a special focus on wealth building. Let's ride. Hey everyone, it's Matt Reitzel. Thanks for joining me. Today's episode is about an interaction that I had, uh, well, a a meeting with a client who's a past investor client of the team. And we were sitting down with him, um, sort of evaluating his investment property portfolio, because it's been a little bit since he's actually looked at the numbers as you know, in regards to what the properties are worth. So we decided we'd get together, do some CMAs on all the properties. He owns six properties, um, all of which he bought approximately 15 to 12 years ago. And he hasn't really done anything with them other than, you know, renew tenants when that's when it's needed. Some properties needed some minor work. He owns one triplex and then the rest are... Uh, townhouses, freehold townhomes with, uh, they all have garages and they're all in Kitchener, Waterloo or Cambridge. So I just wanted to sort of recap this meeting because it was actually really amazing the way it went because he came into the meeting with sort of a, an, a negative, um, outlook on the properties because, <clears throat> all the properties cost him a little bit of money on a monthly basis when when he's look like uh, from a cash flow perspective he's putting you know on average between 50 and around $150 a month into these properties he ended up doing all adding it all up and it costs around 12 grand a year so it's around 1000 a month he's paying for these properties and if you don't think about it outside of that alone you're like okay this this is kind of a a bad deal i'm paying a grand a month to hold on to these properties and then what we were able to chat about with him during the meeting was actually what an amazing position that he's in because first of all the properties are worth considerably more than what they were when he bought them he bought a lot of these townhouses in the low 200s and now they're all worth probably around 375 to 400 given the comparables so and then the triplex is worth around 600 so his real estate um, total holdings was around 2.5 million and he he was like whoa he he had no idea that he had that much real estate in his portfolio and then also given the fact that he hasn't he's only refinanced one of the properties so the rest of them have all just been being paid off for like I said, 12 to 15 years. And if you think about like a 25-year mortgage, that's half of the mortgage. So he's basically paid off half of the debt that he owed on those properties. And he um, was going to send us all his mortgage numbers after and we were going to crunch that as well, just looking at for his return on investment. Um, But basically, he probably owes about 1.2, 1.3 on all those properties and they're worth 2.6. So do the math, he's he's got equity of over a million dollars in his in his investment portfolio when he thinks he's poor. Um he was saying how there's one one of his coworkers who was talking to him about how he, you know, should 
divest in the properties and get rid of them because they're giving them nothing but headaches and they're costing you a thousand dollars per month. And it was actually, it was starting to get into his head about, you know, okay, maybe these aren't working out. Maybe I did, you know, make my, make my money. Maybe it's time to get out. And then he came and he met with us and he was just like, oh my goodness, I, I can't believe it. You know, cause one of his other friends was like, oh, you own six properties. You must just be rolling in cash. You must have a fat pocket. And he was like, well, no, actually these are costing me like a thousand dollars a month. And what he failed to sort of recognize was that over that 10 year period, he's he's literally become a millionaire. And when we were crunching the future projections of the numbers, say he did nothing else, he bought no more properties and just continued to pay them off. Well, actually his tenants are paying them off. Um, If he just continued to do that in another 10 to 15 years, all those properties are gonna be paid off and he's gonna have $2.5 million worth of real estate paid off It'll probably be worth more, and then with all the rent that he'll be making, they'll probably be renting between fifteen to fifteen hundred to two grand a month. So let's just say for easy numbers, it's two grand. That might be a little bit high, and that's twenty four thousand um, a year in gross rent times his six properties, or with the triplex, you're looking at like a hundred to hundred fifty grand of gross gross rental income that. You can now, you don't have any mortgages to pay if they're all paid off. So now you're making a hundred grand a year just, just by letting time do its thing. And he left the appointment just absolutely so excited because now what we're looking at for him is, is refinancing some of this money and going out and uh, probably buying two more, um, two more townhouses again this year and then probably another one or two the year after. Um, if if that's what he decides to do, it's he's I, I it doesn't sound like the six properties is gonna quite get him to his goals with what he wants to do with the money. So we're we're looking at those options and he's just rejuvenated now and he's finally it's just sometimes you need those those conversations just to reset and to get refocused on what the whole purpose of why you're doing this is because when you're purchasing single family properties, a lot of times you're not cash flowing that much. What you need to be looking at is, okay, each year I'm paying off, you know, five or 10 grand on the mortgage of of the debt. And I say you're paying off when in actuality the tenant's paying off. And then the property values have just been slowly creeping up over time too. So then your property appreciating in KW between three and 6% a year has kind of been the average. So then you have your $300,000 property going up 5%. That's another 15 grand per property. And, and you're getting caught up paying 12 grand a year when each of your properties just went up 10 to 15 grand and each of them just got paid off five to 10 grand as well. So it's, it's the money that's building up in the background. That's why Um, It would be nice for him and for any any other investor in general just to have like just a bank account um, with a couple extra thousand dollars in it. So you don't need to think about that every single month that you're paying money into it. You just have like a slush fund where your money's, you know, you put like $20,000 in there or even if you put 30 in, then you wouldn't have to think about 
the that twelve grand a year um, for for two whole years, you wouldn't even need to worry about it. So then you can just m- release that mental space and just think about you know buying the next property or just not stressing about it at all. Yeah, I think the one thing to mention here too is that he's had the properties for a while, as Matt said, and his tenants have been there. The majority of them have been there for a while. So he has an opportunity when tenants cycle to then get market rents, go in there, do some renos, even increase the value of the properties more. Right, good point. Yeah, that's one of the things that his old property management company wasn't doing was... Um, always, what was always doing the rental increases. And even if they were always doing them, rents have jumped up significantly more recently. So if all of his tenants were to leave, it would actually be a blessing because he could get all new tenants at new market rent. And then his portfolio would probably be at at least a break even if if he had market rent to probably be making money. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that's the opportunity too. And that's kind of the catch 22 with, with the way the market's been here overall um, with, I mean, if anybody's a part of the Kitchener-Waterloo region and what's going on in the market, the rents have, have jumped um, and it's just the market rents have jumped and what tenants have been paying, assuming tenants stay, the rental increase every year that you're allowed to do isn't keeping up with the actual market rents, right? So a lot right. of the times... You know, he had a past property manager that wasn't even doing the yearly rent increases, which just blows my mind. Um, and it is what it is. Uh, now, now all he can do is every year just do the rental increase. But and then once the tenant moves out, he has the option to go in, spruce up the units a little more, and then get top market rent again. And that's really going to help with the monthly numbers as well. And that's one thing that kind of um, over time. It put him in a bit of a pickle, even though he is a net worth millionaire. It put him in a bit of a pickle because that property manager wasn't doing the rental increases. And spread out over all those properties, that really makes a big difference. And now he's coming out of uh, you know carrying the properties every month a lot more than he probably should be if along the way he was doing the rental increases. So it's just a lesson for us. I mean, this guy is doing extremely well. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. It's just a lesson for us to, if we're dealing with the tenants ourselves, make sure we're doing the rental increases. Um, if you're not in the market with rental increases, then you know, just make sure you're at market rent, right? And it's just a lesson to make sure that if you have property management, you got to keep them on it. And it should just be part of their standard process anyways. And we just need to make sure because he probably would be, um, he definitely on a, on a cash flow basis every month would be in a way better position. And still, though, he net worth millionaire, right? And now he has some really cool options to um, expand and grow his wealth and get it to the two million mark, which is really exciting for him, right? So uh, just, I, I just want to jump in there because that's definitely an opportunity to help balance out the monthly numbers. And that's what he's planning on doing. Just, uh, just having some money put aside to potentially spruce up units and planning for that, right? So it's all just strategic thinking moving forward yeah and one thing that really sean like it really stood out to me in the appointment was how he he kept bringing up this buddy from work 
and how his buddy was saying this about the market and how we're connected to BC and Victoria and like Vancouver or whatever. Um, and just the, the lesson that I had is just be careful of who you're listening to because when we were then like, okay, well, like how many properties does this guy own? He was like, well, he doesn't own any investment real estate. And it's, okay. it, it's like, yeah. Okay. okay. What are you doing giving advice about investment real estate if you've never had an investment property? And it's just natural for us to only listen to the people who are talking. You know, if somebody's talking, you listen to them. And uh, I, I think most, most people and, you know, as even myself in the past, um, you listen to these people talk and you don't go deeper with it. You don't go, okay, well, how many properties do you have? Like, what's your experience with it? And how long have you been investing in real estate? What markets do you invest in? What kind of properties do you invest in? Like, let's get a little more, let's get a little bit more background on this whole situation before I start actually uh, consuming information from this person. And it's not that like you're being, you know, rude about it with somebody. And it's like, okay, how many investment properties do you own? Well, I don't own any. In the back of your head, just go, okay, cool. I'm not gonna like, Obviously, take everything with a grain of salt. I'm I'm not trying to say that person is incredible, doesn't know what they're saying. It's just, you know, unless you own investment real estate and you're in the game, a lot of the times, even I mean, people that don't own real estate giving you advice is just, it's like, why, you know? Because yeah. you don't get it. Like, you don't understand. Because once you own it and you've been through some years in it, 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 it changes. Like, your philosophy, your whole perception on everything just changes you really have to watch um i guess you know who you're listening to and you have to size people up as 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 not so good as that sounds to say okay is this person credible if they are credible then listen with a grain of salt right yeah like if you don't own any properties you need to find somebody who owns a few investment properties and listen to their advice and for us, it's we just need to listen to people who have more investment properties than us. What's the advice that they have? And anybody else, it's not like you're just going to be like, okay, if you're talking with someone and they don't own investment properties, you just turn around and walk away. Like, be a oh, polite be human rude. being. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just continue don't... Continue the conversation <laughs> if you want to, but it's like, you have to, you can't just like allow this information just to go deep into you and start messing with your psyche because... And and too, I mean, it was definitely he didn't know he was a net worth millionaire, and partially the reason why is because he's not tracking his net worth statement. There's nothing against him. This, he's an awesome guy, but like the majority of us aren't minding our own business, which is a rich dad, poor dad uh, quote from from Robert Kiyosaki. We're not minding our own business, so we're not tracking our net worth. Because if he was tracking his net worth and he knew what that number was. That's true. He wouldn't, as soon as that guy started saying anything, he would have been like, Psh. like, do you have $1.3 million net worth? You give me advice? Like, I don't get it, right? Like, we need to mind our own business and actually track these numbers so that we can have awareness when we're getting advice from people. That's just another point to, to um, add on there, right? I don't know where you were going before, so. I kind no, of that's fine. There. And he's, let's say he has a million dollars worth of equity and you could pull out up to 80% of that. It's possible that he could refinance like seven hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand. Yeah, depending on how things work, he could be, he could have in his account six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand, depending on his numbers and whatnot. 
um, which is crazy because then he can go then leverage that uh, 20, 25, 30 down on something else and really get into something cool because he could almost buy like whatever, two and a half, three mil in real estate. Yeah, so I guess here's the question. If if he's been in the same cash flow position for the last 10 years, let's say he's been paying 12 grand a year to to carry these properties for 10 years. He's he spent what is that? 240,000. Would you spend 240,000 to get cuz now now he can access probably 6, 7 or 800,000? Do you think that that's a pretty sweet deal? Well, I think it's it's just <laughs> how you look at it, right? And every investor is different. Um, it's, it's just, it's not to say like, it's not like we're advocating non-cash flowing properties. I think his situation was a bit unique in the fact that his past property manager wasn't increasing rents. Yeah. So he, yeah, but I, I, I know what you mean and I completely get what you're saying. His situation. I'm just saying like, even in the case of a cat, of a property that's losing $200 a month. Yeah. It's still, you look back on it 15 years later yeah. and you're like, oh my God. Totally. It's just, it's just mind boggling. And <clears throat> one strategy that he could do is say he does get access to 600,000, put 50 of it in a bank account. Yeah. That's just going to carry the portfolio. It's going to cost you 12,000 a year. Yeah. And then it's just going to eat away at that 50 grand in the mm-hmm. slush fund. And then you go invest the rest of it, you know, and just have that peace of mind. You'd never have to think about it again. Yeah. About making sure that you have the enough money in to carry everything and then you just move on with life. Yeah. And like, it's just, it, it was just so funny. He came in like, yeah, man, these properties are looking kind of sucky. Yeah. You know, he might end up selling the triplex only because everything else he owns is the townhouses and he really likes those. Yeah. So again, that's just getting really good at your criteria, knowing what it is and just sticking to it. Yeah. And it might make sense for him just to not hold on to the triplex just because of like nostalgic reasons mm-hmm. and just he could sell that. It's just funny meeting with, meeting with, you know, investment, like investor focused realtors, us, we're talking him out of selling his properties when that's how, when like that's how we make a living through the real estate end of things. Yeah, is selling properties and we're laughing about that because he's just like it's funny how you guys are six twisting my arms. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's six properties we could just sell, and he was laughing like you guys are funny because you're not you know you're absolutely against me selling these properties if if I can you yeah. know if I as long as I don't like need to, and I'm not, he's was not in a position where he needs to sell any of them. Well, I think too, I mean, we always, uh, we take the approach that we're investors first and then realtors second. And not to say that that's the right approach. It's, it's just kind of the approach we take because we, I care, I care a lot more about having people continue to grow their wealth and see people win, you know, then, you know, if it makes sense for him to sell the triplex and we looked over all the options and then we do it, then great, let's go sell it, right? It's just having that conversation with him and just realizing all these different options that he may have and looking at it from an investor because I'm going to, like, we're going to sit down, we're investors, we're going to look at it as an investor with him and we're going to look at his whole portfolio and we're going to have an investor to investor conversation, and then if down the road that turns into a realtor to investor conversation, then fine, right? It's just we need to have the investor-investor conversation first because that's why they're – like he wasn't coming to us to list stuff. He was coming to us to have an investor conversation. So that's how we need to do it. And if that means we're talking him out of 
selling and a lot of money and commissions, then it is what it is. Like it's, you know, we're investors, you know? Yeah. I mean, the main point that he came in was because we were, we were saying, well, let's, let's get your properties reevaluated yeah. just to see where things are at, you know? Cause it's been, it's been a little bit since we've looked at the properties with him. So let's just see where stuff is at. And it was, he, he came in kind of feeling a little dark, like down and in the dumps and he left just like ecstatic. Yeah. He was so excited. He left a, he left a millionaire. Yeah. He, he walked in being a guy that's paying a thousand a month for these stupid properties to getting refocused and being like, wow, I'm a net worth millionaire. And if I don't do anything, I'm going to have $2.5 million worth of plus worth of real estate paid off. And I'm going to be making like a hundred K a year without doing anything. He had no idea he was a net worth millionaire. It was like the first person I, I've ever met that had no idea they were actually a millionaire. No idea. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Like it's funny. Like the, you know, you're a millionaire, but he had no clue on if assets minus liabilities, net worth mill. Over a mill. Who's at the third stage in uh, the Millionaire Real Estate Investor book? The third stage. It's crazy. I had no clue. Yeah, it's just a, it's a huge lesson for me just being careful of who you're listening to because he was letting these other people get into his head about you know what his priorities should be and what he should be doing with investment real estate. And then he just... Uh, it was just an amazing meeting. So I just thought, like, we were talking about it, and we were just like, yeah, this is amazing. We need to share it. So that's that's why we're on here. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, the little recap of the meeting. Again, he was just he he's a longtime client of of ours, and obviously, I'm not going to name names or anything. It's just it it, it was just a, such a cool conversation, you know. And afterwards, Kevin's like, yeah, if he if he never met us. There's like no telling where he'd be. He'd probably only own one property, maybe. It's just like, again, just listening to the right people and listening to you know Kevin and Jeff and and Matt and Kurt about investment real estate, you know, has literally made that guy into a millionaire. And it's just like okay, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty amazing. So yeah, it's just it. All the other realtors would have a realtor to investor conversation. And that's that's typically a sell <laughs> conversation. And say, so, yeah, you've made you've made this much money, and now and now it's a good time to cash out. Or it's or it's look at it from an investor to investor conversation, and say you made this much money, how can we go and make more? How can we like how can we use this this equity that's tied up? How can we work? You know how can we grow this investment property portfolio? Take it to the next level, because. He he's obviously real happy, and now and now you take him from six to ten properties, and now he's in a position where you know he's he has that much more real estate. Like the guy is just going to be able to do some amazing stuff with his life, giving money away, everything. He's going to be even even in a better position to give back in life. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our recap. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, let us know, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.